0: to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia.
1: Welcome to the start of another season of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here from Georgia Public Broadcasting and GPB Media. I'm John Nelson here in Atlanta alongside my tag team partner down in the borough, Tommy Palmer, it's great to kick off another season. Good to hear from you, Tommy.
2: Well, isn't it wonderful? You know, we've got another season right here. We kept talking and talking and talking, and all of a sudden, hey, it's here. Well, it's always here. We started the show a year ago to break down sports stories
1: in between our weekly Football Fridays and Georgia shows on GPB-TV. About a month away, we returned to games on air. We'll have some games on other platforms leading up to that, but we wanted to return week zero Or is it week one with the podcast? Because high school football is 24-7, 365. Tommy and I will bring you the latest high school football stories from around the state. Think of it as an extension of what you see on GPB-TV. We'll have new episodes every Monday afternoon. All right, so now we are at week zero slash week one. And coaching changes, Tommy, you know, when we look at it, it's over 400 schools. On average, it's about 18 to 20%, which puts it in the 90 range. I think we had 91 this year. But I don't think we've had a year that we've had as many big names and big schools that have had changes.
2: I agree. Uh, we've had some big names take off and go to other places. And, of course, you know, that really did surprise us, John. I mean, I it, it did me. I know I know it did you as well, simply because, you know, those guys had been around their programs for quite a long time. And a couple of names that uh, come to mind would be uh, Rich McWhorter, who left Charlton County, After which seems like infinity, Mm -hmm. and then uh, our friend at McEachern who left and said, You know, I think I'm going to the beach, and he's at New Hampstead in Savannah now. And all right, so let me
1: see if I can get the chain right. So you, you mentioned Rich McWhorter, so he goes from Charlton up to Jackson County, but let me see if I can remember the chain here a little bit. Okay, so. You have Kyle Hockman go from New Ham- from McEachern to New Hampstead. Mm-hmm. that creates an opening at McEachern, which means Franklin Stevens goes from Ware County and he goes to McEachern, which creates Ware County, which means Jason Strickland just goes right down one of the the Georgia highways straight from his time at Pierce. He goes to Ware. Ryan Herring goes from. Oxford, Alabama, I believe, to fill in what's going on at Pierce. And then you had guys like Hal Lamb retire. You had Joey King go to Coastal Carolina which created an opening at Cartersville. John Ford is now the defensive coordinator at Blackley County after leaving Buford. I mean, this was a lot of heavyweight pedigrees that had changes.
2: I, I tell you, a lot of name coaches who've really been very successful everywhere they've been, they just changed zip codes. and it, It's, it's yep. amazing. I, I love what's happening here because there are some really good coaches going to places that have not experienced a lot of success, and then there are those that have taken over programs which have been super successful through the years, and that's going to be a lot of fun, John.
1: Now, when we talk about preseason polls, our GPB poll, which is going to be out every single week on all of our social media platforms, is now out, and when you look at the poll in and of itself, And folks are already projecting championship games and things like that. I'm looking at this as probably one of the chalkiest years that we've seen in recent memory. And what I mean by chalk is that I think that a lot of the same faces are going to be here this season as well because those...
2: Sophomores and juniors that were playing last year are now seniors. In I the agree same with you totally, sir. And we don't agree on much, but we we no. <laughs> agree on that. No, we agree on a lot of things. But but yeah, I, I, I do agree with you, and 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 I agree that uh, Marietta in Class 7A is is going to be tough yet again. They've got probably as many D1 athletes as any schools ever had in the state of Georgia. Uh, unless it was Grayson a couple of years ago.
1: Yeah, and- exactly. And yeah, I mean, you look at guys like Gilbert and Bailey there, and I think that when you look at 7A specifically, you could have as many as a dozen teams chasing you after you.
2: Definitely the do you, because you you can't get you can't get through talking about 7A without talking about Colquitt County. In spite of the change, Grayson, McEachern, Lowndes, Archer, Parkview, Camden County, Milton, North Gwinnett. Recognize any of those names? Tift County, you know. I've heard a so. few.
1: Yeah. And we mentioned Carousel, and Justin Rogers goes from Jones County. He goes down, and he's the new coach at Colquitt, and we've had some early interviews with him on our our GPB platforms as well, which creates an opening in gray, and Mike Chastain goes from Warner Robins, and he goes to Jones County. So they promote from within at Warner Robins with Marquise Westbrook. And so Central
2: Georgia had its own little uh, shake. It really did, and I would imagine that there have been a lot of schools that have remained stable as far as head coaching is going but you have to remember that most of the changes took place in metro atlanta and in middle georgia and then all of a sudden and the nine hundred and twelve down down near the coast that's where the changes came
1: and you look at 6a is lee county the only team that can beat lee county you think
2: no why would you say that
1: As chalk, I would think that Lee County, I mean, Lee County right now to me is the top team in that class, and I know that that region is heavyweights, and you look at, and I was talking to uh, Robbie Pruitt from Coffee the other day, and I told him, I said, it wouldn't surprise me if all four teams that made the playoffs
2: from that region made deep. Well, that's what I was about to say. I I was going to say, instead of Lee County, have you forgotten Northside, Warner Robins, Valdosta, Coffee? No. Okay, then, no. <laughs> I rest my case. It, listen, that that region has to be the toughest one in the world to play through. Uh, they, they've got such great football teams in Class 6A and that particular region, and, th- and that's not an affront to anybody else. But, boy, I tell you what, when you play through a Lee County, a Valdosta, a Coffee, and a Northside Warner Robins, and you're still standing, and you're going into the playoffs, look at what Northside Warner Robins did last year what they in a regular season yeah. wasn't at five and five same with Bain there you go 5A. I rest my case sir and it's what you do in the postseason
1: when you get in because all you have to do is get in and run from there and when you when you're looking at you know five four three two and single you know you're looking at a lot of the same a lot of the same faces in single a I know a lot of folks are looking at the region of doom their region one with clinch and Irwin and, and Charlton County with with Coach Murray now in charge, taking over for Coach McWhorter. When you're looking at some of the lower classifications, well, what do you I, see?
2: I like double A because I think it's really good football. double A can almost play with anybody, and the only – Division that I think they'd have trouble with would be 7A, and it would be a numbers issue. But as far as talent, I don't think you're going to find much better this year than Callaway, Dublin, Hapeville, Charter, Rockmart, uh, Rabin County. Look what look what Rabin County does year after year, John. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they graduate just a ton of people. They send them off to college, and then they come back the next year, and here they are. And uh, keep your eye on Dublin. Dublin is a really good football team this year.
1: When you have Roger Holmes and the Delaware Wing Tee and folks are, are flocking to Dublin to check you out and, and check things out at the Shamrock Bowl, I know that Dublin's going to be a team to keep an eye on. And then you also have the defending champs in Heard County. Heard County and Rockmart are actually playing a non-region game before they get into region play. So, I mean, you you see that Heard and Callaway and... Rockmart and Hateville Charter they all want to play each other in the regular season before they get into region play,
2: it's almost like a setup for week 14. Well, you know, I'm not coaching, so I would never do that because it is extremely difficult, especially in high school, to beat the same team that you've beaten before yet again, especially 13 and 14 weeks down the line because they're not the same football team that you played before. And sometimes you get lulled into a bad situation where, whoa, how much better – is this kid that was a sophomore before. And, you know, you and I have talked about this before, too, that a sophomore is no longer a sophomore when you get to week 14 and 15. He's playing like a junior or a senior. He's got all that confidence because he's been kicked around the first three or four games. But uh, when he got his legs back under him, he became a really good football player. So you're not playing the same team. But, hey, who knows? They may be there at the end. They, They definitely have a chance to be there at the end.
1: And let's talk about the coast for a little bit. I know that we've seen a bit of a resurgence when it comes to play in, uh, in and up and down the coast, whether we're talking Camden, Brunswick, Glen, Richmond Hill, and, and now the Savannah area is really coming Forward as a group. I mean, we've seen a guy like Kalen DeLoach do well at Islands on on their field. You're seeing that the private schools do well, and you're also seeing Jenkins make an appearance in our. Well, Mexico
2: I like World. Jenkins because they have one of the. And I'm quoting here a coach. Okay, they have one of the mm-hmm. nastiest defenses in the state. I mean, they can get after you. Take a take a look at Class AAA. That's not one you want to just walk through either. Because you got Benedictine in that same region, you've got Islands in that same region. You've got uh, you've got Jenkins in that same region. You got Southeast Bullock in that region. Class AAA is loaded with great football teams. Let me just name a few AAA football teams, John, if you don't mind. Hit me. Cedar Grove, Peach County, Greater Atlanta Christian, Calhoun, Westminster, Jenkins, Benedictine Military, Pace Academy, Jefferson, Crisp County, the Sleeper from middle georgia they might be there at the end
1: yeah now when it comes to quad a i know that the poll came out and we we had our, our mass vote there when you look at quad a what do blessed you trinity Yes, <laughs> it's in now, listen it's in
2: trinity. they're so fundamental they're fun to watch they're the only team still i think running the eye in the state of georgia got to be blessed trinity is very good you got marist you got troop who is just loaded with athletes Yep, and name. the dark horse has to be Cairo, the syrup makers.
1: You just like saying syrup makers.
2: No, I really know. don't. I like happy kid syrup, but, you know, that's where they used to make it. But Cairo, the syrup makers, they are the deal this year. Get ready for them. And we've seen what
1: Steve Divorzny can mm-hmm. do in the past, because he did it at Griffin with Jacquez Parks, taking them to a state title, and, and he's just gone down to Cairo the last handful of years, and it's just been very quiet. It's almost like the uh, the Northwestern Mutual Life of high school football programs here in the state of Georgia. It's I quiet agree moment.
2: with you, but let me tell you, a team that has just done so well over the last three or four years, they they used to just to be the dog, as we used to say, across the state of Georgia, and they just don't seem to get over the the hump coming down the stretch and that's Mary Persons in the mid-state boy look at their overall record over the last four or five years and it's scary it really is
1: and and also when you have a guy like Brian Nelson no relation and he has taken over that program from guys like Rodney Walker and you go back to Dan Mm -hmm. Pitts I mean for for those of us who've seen a game or two in Forsyth, I mean, it's fun to see
2: Mary Persons making those deep dives yeah, every. It year. is they're they're just so good every year. You never see them have a bad season. When's the last time you can remember Mary Persons didn't at least finish six and four, seven and three, eight and two, nine and one, 10 and zero? When's the last time can you remember?
1: I believe it was back in the 16th century was when that happened.
2: It had to be because they win a lot there. And uh, it's it's just a great program. You love these institutional programs who have just been so good every year, like your Marist, your St. Pius X. You you know, we just we love these programs that seem to be built and continue to win. And uh, you're going to have to play really tough to knock some of these schools off.
1: And you mentioned Marist, you mentioned Pius, with a guy like Alan Chadwick, who is second in the state in career wins behind Larry Campbell. I caught up with him before the season started. And, you know, it, Alan's to the point where he's taking it on a year-by-year basis, but he still does he still does enjoy what's going on out there. It just blows me away what he's been able to accomplish because most of his staff is volunteer coaches who played for him at one point, and they've come back to
2: help out. I love out program. that program because it is just – so solid so stable and you know they've dolled it up a little bit they will throw three or four passes you know air it out i, I call them air marist now but they, yes. they, you know they've just uh, adapted and you have to adapt and adopt new philosophies but boy i bet you uh right now they're probably working on the the, the wishbone wouldn't you think Yeah, he's got that buck-and-a-quarter-quarter
1: staff seven feet apart from the quarterback's ankle in the A-gap. Before we go, Tommy, let's introduce a new voice to the GPB sports team. You'll see Hannah Gooden. She's a darn gooden on our TV broadcast Friday starting September 20. Hannah's also going to join us at the end of each show every week to give her take on the week that was. Hannah, what up? Hey, Hey Hannah.
0: Thanks for having me on. Happy Happy football football season. Happy
1: football season to you. Now, Hannah is coming on with her question of the day. So, Hannah, what is your QOD?
0: My question of the day is... For the listeners out there, Tommy, I don't know about you, but John Nelson sitting to my right (laughs) just did an entire podcast with not a single note. There is no name, no arrow, no drawing towards a school. I want to know how you do an entire podcast without a note.
2: That's how. I'm old.
0: That's my question of the day.
2: (laughs) Are you asking me that? (laughs)
0: <laughs> tommy do you no, have no i don't
2: have notes
0: I thought you were asking
1: tommy if i was old and the answer <laughs> yes, been yes he's yes, old yes. but
2: i'm older than he is and no i don't keep <laughs> notes
1: no i it's just you know hannah tommy and i we've gone to the state 53 cents a mile and you know you you learn coaches and and I, tommy i don't know about you but my phone is chock full of coaches numbers and emails and texts and things like that and it's this is my 26th year wow. at, at Georgia Public, and Tommy has been one of my mentors when it comes to the the sport of high school football. And uh, Tommy is basically my oracle, and I have I, Tommy has forgotten more than I will ever learn, is what I tell people.
0: Well, this is my third season. Heading into GPB sports. Mm-hmm. I'll be in more of an extended role this year, that so I'm correct. really excited. Yes. I will be hosting the halftime show every Friday night. Mm hmm. Really excited about she's that. She's going
1: to be putting up with us on a weekly basis, Tommy. <laughs>
0: yes, instead of like every I'll other be week. i
1: will praying
2: for you, Hannah. I just week. want you to know that.
0: Thank <laughs> you, Tommy. Thank you. I. I'm going to need it. Yep. Um, another thing we're going to be doing is the Countdown to Kickoff show right. every Wednesday. Yep. It'll be live at noon on Facebook Live, but this Wednesday we're going live at 1130 for a special mm. show.
1: Because we got a game afterwards.
0: We do. We are rebroadcasting all of the championship games from last year at the Benz, but... On this week's show, John went all around the state, got some amazing interviews with some new coaches, old coaches. What was your favorite interview? We're going to broadcast some of those on the show. All of
1: the above. It's always good to catch up with everybody. Yeah? Yeah.
0: Well, I'll give my opinion on my favorite interview. Hit me. It was Justin Rogers, the new uh, Colquitt County head coach. Rush Probst.
1: No longer uh, no there longer there. Qu- yeah. And so, Justin, when when we asked Justin Tommy about the schedule, the non-region, the, the non-region
2: schedule, his first response was <laughs> I saw that I saw that I watched a little bit of of, of most of them. I, I just thought you did a great job, John. Thanks. And uh,
1: that's the beginning of a, a bunch of different interviews that we're going to be releasing on all the different platforms. So Hannah, mm-hmm. thanks for hanging out this week. You're coming, back, well, you're coming back next week, right?
0: I am. I am. And you mentioned platforms. Yes. I just want to let everyone know. Hit em. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and we are now on YouTube at, at GPBSports, hashtag gpb sports for all of those awesome interviews. And again, our Facebook Live show, Wednesday, 1130, to hear some more interviews.
1: This week, this week only. So mm-hmm. now, hashtag show outro. That's it for <laughs> us today. I'm John Nelson. Thanks, as always, to Tommy Palmer and Hannah Gooden. You can reach us at gpb.org slash podcast. Subscribe to us free anywhere your favorite podcasts are found. You can also follow the GPB Sports team, as Hannah said, Twitter, Facebook. Our show is produced by the inimitable Sean Powers, our editor, is the transcendental Kevin Gurkey, our grand exalted Poopa. Good to have you here. Football Fridays in Georgia podcast this is a production of GPB, GPB Media. Play it safe, everybody. We'll see you next time.